Hey, online family, we're currently in one of my favorite series of the year. It's really a series like no other called At The Movies. It's where we use some of our favorite films to tell spiritual truths, a lot like Jesus did with stories in the New Testament. And because we're unable to stream that content online, you can only experience it live at one of our physical locations. And so for those of you who are unable to join us in person, we wanted to provide you with some unique messages from some of our dearest friends. They're going to inspire, they're going to encourage you, and they're going to challenge you over these coming weeks. Today, we have the privilege of hearing from Pastors Jimmy and Irene Rawlings. Pastor Jimmy and Irene have formed a marriage ministry called Two Equals One. For over a decade, they were pastoring a church together and recently felt God calling them to take this step. They're friends of ours. They're no stranger to our house. I know you're going to be encouraged by the word that they're going to bring today. God has done a powerful work in their marriage and their testimony is helping so many people. So I want you to open up your heart, open up your mind, and get ready to receive from God's Word today. Hello, LifePoint family. Jimmy and Irene Rollins here, and we are so honored to be with you today. We want to just take a moment to honor our friends. Your pastors, your senior pastors are absolutely amazing the best. the best and they're dear friends of ours we love doing life and ministry with them and uh they're just the best leaders so let's take a minute and just give them some thanks absolutely well we're so excited to be with you all and in this at the movies uh, uh series and irene and i uh are are excited to talk about marriage today uh we are two equals one we're finding our marriage equation we we believe that god has in store for us a marriage of health happiness and longevity we like to say it this way whether your marriage is struggling or striding filled with pain or passion there is no better investment than one that is in your marriage relationship and what we want to do uh, in this in our time together is talk about uh, something that we all need that we all uh, desire and, and that's like love passion in your relationship love for one another and what we're finding is uh, in talking to so many married people is that our definition of love is a little jacked up and, and how do I know that because even as a Christ follower it is hard for me to receive things like grace and mercy and forgiveness it's hard for me to give it and here's here's what we've come to kind of figure out if we don't receive God's love it's hard to distribute God's love if we don't receive grace it's hard to distribute grace and we want to jump in today on a topic if you're taking notes which we encourage you to do or or in the chat whatever you want to do there uh, a different kind of love, a different kind of love. Uh, and what we have found, like as pastors, we've yeah. got a chance to, you know, do marriages and do weddings. And, yeah. you know, we've been married for almost 22, actually 22, 22 years. 22 and, and, it's and a half what? years. And it's been the best six years ever. <laughs> True story, y'all. Absolutely. And why we say that is <laughs> we've just discovered, like, for 15 years, we're not sure if we really understood the definition of love. And then as, 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 as I talked about as doing these weddings, uh, we, preachers get up and they read this love is, love is, love is, and people commit to it, but I'm not sure if they understand really what it is. And so we want to read, I'm going to read from the Passion Translation, uh, 1 Corinthians 13, 4 and 8, and then we want to talk about a different kind of love. And it says this, love is large and incredibly patient. Love is gentle and consistently kind. 
It refuses to be jealous when blessings come to someone else. Love does not brag about its own achievements nor inflates its own importance. Love does not traffic in shame and disrespect nor selfishly seek its own honor. Love is not ir easily irritated. I think that's, that's completely you. me. Yeah. I'm easily irritated, right? <laughs> but it also says this. It says it doesn't, it's not quickly to take offense. That would be me. Definitely you. Mm -hmm. uh, love joyfully celebrates honesty and finds mm -hmm. no delight in what is wrong. Love is a safe place mm -hmm. of shelter for it never stops believing the best for others. Wow, what a definition. Love never takes failure as defeat for it never gives up. Love never stops loving. It goes on to say it extends beyond the gift of prophecy which will eventually fade. It is more enduring than tongues uh, which will one day fall silent. Love remains long after words of knowledge are forgotten. What an incredible scripture yes. on love. What an incredible promise on love. And my question is, and our question is, is do we love the way that Paul describes to the to the Corinthian church of what love is. And I love the Passion Translation because it starts out saying love is large. Mm -hmm. And I don't know about you, I, I have not had a model of mm -hmm. love being large here on earth. What yeah. about you? I mean, it's difficult because, you know, we all come from dysfunctional families. Absolutely. Like we got admitted at some point, like we are all come from dysfunctional families, but our parents do the best they can with the information they have available. And for me, my experience was very much so uh, parents who were married 43 amazing years, wow. but not necessarily connected, didn't have intimacy and wow. uh, things like that. I didn't have a model of how to resolve conflict in a healthy way. Yeah. Like it was just not there. So it, when we got married, I completely had uh, the influence of movies and what I saw on TV yeah. and read in books. That was my model of love. Wow. I, I think, uh, also, in my situation, like our family of origin and what yeah. we've seen marriages and, and maybe you haven't seen a healthy model of marriage. Maybe, uh, you know, you're, you've experienced divorce in your family or, or not even divorce because many times people are just existing in their marriage. Existing. And what we've come to find out is like peace for the sake of peace is not peace. And, that hasn't, and that's not even a good model of marriage that, you know, just we're, we're together, but we don't talk and we don't relate. Yeah. And there's no intimacy and there's no deep conversation and there's no fun. Uh, and so I've also found that people, just because your parents were together or just because you've had that model of, of love, what you thought love is, that's still not the definition of what Paul is describing here about love. And I think it'd be great to set up this kind of thought about love is, you know, just looking at culture, right? Yeah. Like culture says, let, let's get committed quick, mm -hmm. right? Culture says, let's try it before we buy it, right? right? And there's this show uh, on TV called Married at First Sight. And the idea of this, of this show on TV, Married at First Sight, is they take two complete strangers mm -hmm. and they do this compatibility test and they try to bring them together based off of compatibility. Yeah. And then when they get inside of this relationship or on this show or in this house, they then have to figure out like, how do we move from compatibility to a greater definition of love? In mm -hmm. other words, what drew us together is not always what keeps us together. And yeah. there's this R&B old song called, Are You Ready For Love? And I would say this, my answer would be, I thought I was ready for love, yeah. but not this definition of what Paul describes of how love, of how large love 
is. Yeah. And so we think this, right? It starts mm -hmm. at, if you're taking notes, like a good starting point for your relationship, and many of your marriages started at this, is compatibility. What yeah. about compatibility? Compatibility, like we look, when we first meet, we're like so in love. Oh my gosh, does this person have the six pack and um, have the, the, the bank account that I've I'm looking a, for? I've, I've never had a six pack. But you had the bank account. I did have, I did you have did that. You did have the bank yeah. account. So, it, you know, we're compatible in that way. You loved Jesus. Yeah. Like, you know, there's so many things that I loved about you that were, that lined up with my values. And so that really led us to want to pursue the relationship going further Absolutely. because we realized that we were compatible in a lot of ways. And then in the early stages with all those endorphins and all those uh, hormones going on that God so specifically designed for that phase, we ignored differences. We ignored things that actually we would end up resenting and hating later. Wow. In mm -hmm. other words, compatibility can bring us together, yep. but it doesn't keep us together. That's right. And, and here's the deal, like many of you, like compatibility is not a bad thing. It, it looks at interest. It, it, it looks at preferences and do mm -hmm. our preferences, similar experiences, cultural experiences, our background, our, our physical yeah. attributes. You know, what music do you like? What food, what food do you like? You know, how do you, uh -huh. how many kids do you want to have? And compatibility is a great like starting point, but we, we like to say it this way. Compatibility is a great mm -hmm. floor, but a terrible ceiling. Because we got to move from compatibility to something that I'm not sure many of us think about. It's called capacity. Mm -hmm. And what we find, what we've found in our relationship is that love, as Paul says, love is large. Mm -hmm. That means it has to be large enough for our issues. It has to be large enough for our hurts. It has to be large enough for our hangups, our hiccups, and our habits. Yeah. And so when you think about your love for your spouse, when you're thinking about your love, maybe if you're single right now and you're like, man, I don't know if this message fits me. It does fit you does. because right now in your singleness is the time to expand your capacity for large love. How do you do that? When you accept and receive God's love in your life, then you can distribute it to someone else. So when we start thinking about this kind of definition of capacity, so we want to move from compatibility to, if you're taking notes, capacity. Now capacity is, is can your love hold me? Can your love sustain? Can our love for one another be sustained and see nothing seasons and yeah. all the ebbs and flows of marriage? And Irene and I, you want to say anything on that? Um, yeah, I mean, just thinking about that, I think about, uh, do you have the capacity to hold your spouse's humanity? Because bottom line is we are imperfect people. We are raggedy ragdolls without Jesus. All of us need a savior. All of us need grace. All of us need forgiveness. So we come into, this, into marriage a lot of the time just thinking with this idea that our spouse is going to be perfect. Yeah. And, um, uh, you know, because they feel perfect in the beginning. But that wears off when we start to have our own issues yeah. and infractions or we see them in our spouse. That's right. Manifest. So, yeah. Do you have the capacity to love someone past their yuck? Is the way That's I like so to good. Say it. I like to like illustrate things, mm -hmm. and uh, I don't have a phone charger on me, but I do have a phone. I have an iPhone right here, and you guys know the iPhone. Like you get this cord that goes with it. It's the authentic yeah. cord of the iPhone. And what do you do? You plug into the you know the, the bottom of this of this apparatus of this of this awesome phone. If you have an Android, it might not be as awesome, but you plug it in here, and then you plug it into uh, uh, you know something that is pulling power. 
Right. And here's the thing about an iPhone cord. Irene and I uh, were traveling. We love to travel. We were going on this trip uh, once and I, I love to leave with my phone charged and then I make sure I got a phone, you know, charger in the car, uh, a cigarette lighter charger and I didn't have it. And I did and I forgot to charge my phone. So here we are on this road trip going yeah. somewhere and I was using the GPS and my phone started to die. And so I pulled over at the gas station. I went in this gas station and I found it was like five phone chargers for like five dollars. Y'all, it was amazing. I was like, I got the deal, deal of the century. But there was a problem. I bought those phone chargers, but they were knockoff versions. Mm -hmm. And then I plugged the phone charger into my phone and it and it said this, it fit. It was capable. It it, it had the uh, it was compatible uh, like it fit. But this error message popped up on the phone that basically says this phone charger mm -hmm. is not compatible really with this phone. What it was really saying is it's compatible. It fits, but it didn't have the capacity to distribute power to my phone. In other words, it was drawing mm -hmm. power from the car and it was supposed to just put power in my phone. But because it was a knockoff version, it wasn't working. In other wow. words, it was compatible. And I want to say this, like what drew us together, we're compatible, mm -hmm. we fit. But here's the question. Do we have a knockoff version of love that we can't connect the love mm -hmm. that God has for us in heaven to our spouse? So good, Jimmy. And so in other words, it fits, it works, it's compatible, but it doesn't have the capacity yeah. to distribute forgiveness doesn't have the capacity to distribute grace, mm -hmm. doesn't have the capacity to distribute mercy. That's right. When I start thinking about our love for one another, mm -hmm. Irene and I went through this season where when I say we were married 15 years and it's, or 22, we've been married 22 years and it's been about the best five or six years ever. It's because for the first 15 years, our love stopped that compatibility mm -hmm. and didn't go to capacity. Mm -hmm. And capacity is, is, can I distribute God's grace, wow, to my wife when she ticks me off? Yeah. When her actions don't line up with her promises? Mm -hmm. Can I distribute God's grace or God's mercy and forgiveness when she snaps or I snap <laughs> at her? And so we need to move from compatibility to capacity. Yeah. And capacity says, my love is large. That's, That's what Paul right. starts out. He says, it's large. And then it goes, it starts talking about it's, it's not easy, irritable. It doesn't yeah. take offense. It never stops loving. Doesn't keep score, not jealous, wow. all of those things that we literally go into marriage yeah. um, with this scripture and we think we're going to be able to do it, but it's not so easy when we get into the thick of things. Absolutely, and so here's the deal, like mm -hmm. we've learned that how do we, how, we're learning, if you will, how do we expand our capacity? How do we take it to the next level? And here's the deal, like our marriage story, we're gonna fly through this yeah. because our marriage story has been crazy. I'm mm -hmm. preaching at this student conference in uh, a 19, I believe 97. Yeah. And I, and I walk off the stage it's and a long time this ago. before we were married, before we knew each other, it was a long time. I'm old. Yeah. Come on, yeah, see yeah. that gray? I know. And uh, this lady walks off the stage and she says, I walk off the stage and she says, I got a word for you. And she had a prophetic word for me, which means that God had spoken to her about my situation mm -hmm. uh, and it was on time. And she says, stop looking for your wife. God is going to send her and she's gonna love everything that is different about you. Yep. And I was like, wow, this happened like two other times in that same year. Yep. And then I meet Irene. Same thing over and over. 
And I meet you shortly yep. after that. And then yep. what happened? So we're here we are. <clears throat> I'm 22, you're 24. Actually, I was 21. Yeah. And we're on the job <laughs> and we were both IT recruiters killing our career game. Yeah. I see you, you see me. I had just broken up with my boyfriend. I'm on the phone with my sister saying how much uh, I just needed male companionship. I was so sick of the dating game, just wanted to settle down. And I hang up the phone and suddenly Jimmy Rollins is standing right next to me. And Come I'm on. like, okay. Creeper was listening <laughs> I was stalking her through, through the, yeah. the cubicle, the little <laughs> holes in the cubicle. And he had overheard me saying that. He asks me out on a date and I'm like, you know what? You're cool and everything. I see that you love Jesus. I could probably trust you, but I don't date my coworkers. But anyway, well, you, I changed all of that. You were convincing, so we decided to go out on this date, and it was absolutely wonderful. He ordered for me. He exposed me to new foods. I mean, we went to the Baltimore Harbor. Sparks were flying. We get to my apartment when he's dropping me off, and he, you kissed me on my forehead. Yeah. And uh, sparks started flying. Come on. Immediately. And this was before like the real kiss. That was yeah. just a. Uh, you know, that wasn't a sloppy kiss. Prelude. That was just a come prelude. On. Come on, that's a prelude. <laughs> but uh, so here we are, and um, I'm, I'm like, man, he's like, well, I just want you to know I have to have boundaries. I believe in boundaries before marriage, not having sex before marriage. And I'm like, people do that? I had never met anybody who was actually like had standards like that. So I was super excited. And I remember poking you on the shoulder and going, are you real? I love everything that's different about you. There it is. So here it is. I had this prophetic word. Mm -hmm. uh, you're going to find a wife. Stop looking for your wife. She's going to find you and she's going to love everything that's different about yeah. you. She's going to love everything that's different about you. And mm -hmm. in that moment, we knew, both of us, that God had yeah. brought us together. And we were married not even a, a nine, year. Yeah, nine uh, months later. Nine months later, we were married. Mm -hmm. And here's what we found out. That different kind of love, <laughs> it showed up in a lot of different seasons. It showed up through having babies. It showed up through moving houses. It showed up yeah. through doing life and doing ministry. And we want to give you some principles of what this different kind of love, how it's played out in our relationship mm -hmm. and how it can play out in your marriage. And if you're single, guess what? It can play out now. If you get this different kind of love now, you're going to recognize some things. Let me just let you know, single people, that Singleness is not a sentence. It is just a season. Mm. And I believe this. Marriage is not only a mirror, it is a multiplier. That's right. And so I would rather God multiply health and wholeness. Come yeah. on, somebody, in your marriage mm -hmm. than to wait until you get married to be health, healthy and whole. That's right. And so right now, enjoy this time to get healthy and whole so that yeah. when you get married, you can have a different kind of love. And just to add to that, just the, the moment we got together, we realized that the things that drew us together, those things that were compatible, mm -hmm. were being tested. Yes. And we realized that we were arguing all the time. Yeah. We had all of these things dividing us. The things that I had loved about you began to build resentment in me. It was like I was eating resentment pie every day because all of the things that I loved about Jimmy Rollins suddenly I couldn't stand them. Wow. So it was like each okay, day. Okay, I didn't know it was that bad. Couldn't yeah, stand? it was that bad. Okay, okay. It was that bad. Right. I literally remember being in counseling and being like, it's like he's just not the person I married. And it was like, she said, you're eating resentment pie every day. And before you know it, you've got a loaf of, of bread. Wow. And it's full of resentment. And you have the difficulty. Uh, it eats away at your love relationship. Wow. 
And I, and I think that as we talk about this different kind of love, I think many of us right now are realizing like, oh, yeah, I've got some issues in my relationship mm-hmm. or, or my definition of what love is. Love is not, you know, everything that pleases you and everything yeah. that's right. And if you, you know, uh, uh, love me, I'll love you back. And let me tell you why I know that. Because in, in 1 John 4, 16, it kind of gives a definition of what love is. Yeah. And it says, we know how much God loves us. So this is like, like the definition of love. We know how much God loves and we have put our trust in his love. And then it goes on and describes what love is. God is love. And all who live in this love and live in God and God lives in them. In other words, God doesn't decide to love. God's love is not, it doesn't keep score. God's love doesn't say, you know what? You know what? Today I think I'll love you. You know, it doesn't say that. God's love, it exists. And the Bible even says in Romans 5, 8, And I want you to take notes here. It says, God showed his great love for us by sending Christ Mm -hmm. to die for us while we were yet sinners. In other words, God's love was a gift. That's right. John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave. It was a gift. It it doesn't say me first. It actually says you first. My love needs to be sacrificial to serve you in seasons of difficulty. And so when we talk about love, Mm -hmm. we want to give you three principles. And Irene has already kind of alluded to one. But if you're taking notes, we're not going to be long. We're just going to go through this. But I believe this, a different kind of love, number one, is a love that covers my history. That's right. I'm going to cover your history. Mm-hmm. A different kind of love. I love that about God because God's love covers mm-hmm. my history. It doesn't keep score. No. It says this. It says, I, I'm going to let the past be in the past. Mm-hmm. It says, whatever we've gone through even prior to us being together, mm-hmm. I'm going to cover you. I'm not going to judge you because of your past. I'm not going to keep you to your past. I'm not going to not trust you mm-hmm. because before we got together, you know, you, you, you had uh, multiple relationships. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, maybe in the second marriage, uh, maybe you've been divorced and, and now you're remarried. You're mm-hmm. thinking about being remarried. Guess what? This different kind of love is not going to hold your spouse to the wrongdoings of your past spouse. Mm-hmm. And so this love covers our history. Yes, and I love how First Peter 4, 8 says that, above all, have fervent and unfailing love for one another because love covers a multitude wow. of sins. It overlooks unkindness yeah. and unselfishly seeks the best for others. And I believe that that's what we had to learn to do as we learned to cover one another yeah. in that. It wasn't ignoring per se or um, acting like it, pretending it wasn't happening when we failed. Yeah but it was covering it, loving you enough to see past the behavior. Yeah. The, the, the offense or the bad behavior, the bad choice is not who you are. Wow. It's just the, 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 the behavior, it, it, it's not who you are. Yeah. It's, you just had a behavior yeah. that was bad. Yeah. It's separate, the it's, it's basically you. what you're trying to say is, yeah. is that what Help I'm me. doing is not defining who, who I am. You are. It's not saying I am bad, yes. it's what I'm doing it is mm-hmm. bad. So in other words, it doesn't, it doesn't marry, if mm-hmm. you will, uh, uh, my mm-hmm. actions or my reactions or my frustrations. So I it, don't hold you to your worst moment. That's it. That's Period. it. Period. And so this different kind of love mm-hmm. is a love that covers my history. Number two, this different kind of love, and I love this one, it yeah. endures my humanity. Mm-hmm. It says this, it says, I'm with you. 
It says we are on a team. It says I am the one who God has placed That's in right. your life mm -hmm. to really for you to experience God's love through how I love you. Yeah. And what I've recognized is, is that if we don't experience God's love, yeah. our spouse doesn't get healed mm -hmm. with their humanity. Yeah. It endures, it, it outlasts pain, it mm -hmm. outlasts seasons, it, mm -hmm. it puts up with anything as Paul is saying in this, in this passage, it, yeah. it, it outlasts pain, it outlasts frustration, it mm -hmm. outlasts seasons Difficult of emotional seasons. unhealth. And, you know, one thing I love about our, what God's done in our story is when I was in a season where uh, I was at my lowest yeah. point, many of you know, or maybe you don't know, but I am, this uh, November, I'll celebrate six years of sobriety from alcohol addiction. Wow. Wow. And here we were Great married, job. pastoring, thank you very much. <laughs> um, uh, I'm very glad to boast about my sobriety because of the work that Christ has done in me. Yeah. And how did I experience the love of God? It was through your forgiveness. It was yeah. through you helping me get to rehab. Wow. Yes, we were pastoring, we were leading, but I was broken with PTSD and all of these underlying issues that led to my addiction. Wow. And you loved me through my yuck. You loved me through my worst. You got me help that I needed. And in turn, we came, I came home from rehab. Yeah. And why we've had revival in wow. our relationship is because I began to apply the same type of grace to you. Because anyone who knows anything about addiction knows that the person who's addicted, a lot of the attention goes to them. But really, the, everyone in the family, all the loved ones are just as sick emotionally yeah. as the person in the addiction. So we began to like cover each other's, yeah. uh, endure each other's humanity yeah. through that process. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. and I love what 1 Corinthians 13, 7 and 8 says. It says, love is a safe place mm -hmm. of shelter. It's safe. It never stops believing for the best in your spouse. It says, I'm committed to you until you fulfill the destiny and That's call right. that is on your mm -hmm. life. And I'm, I, I really feel like many of us have a, a jacked up definition of love. God's love is. And because mm -hmm. God's love is, it looks for fractures. It looks for things that need to be reconciled because it is all reconciling. It looks mm -hmm. for things that need to be redeemed because it is all redeeming. It doesn't look for things, find it, and judge it. It doesn't yeah. look for things, find it, and complain about it. It doesn't look for things, find it, and talk to someone else about it outside of our marriage mm -hmm. covenant. No, it says it endures. And so this different kind of love, it's a love that covers my history. It's a love that endures my humanity. And lastly, and then we're out of your way, it is a love that leads me to destiny. And you talked about this. Like, yeah. we feel like we are in our greatest moment. And God right. has just is redeeming our space for us to do this. And, yeah. you know, we've merged with another church, uh, Destiny Church, and we're serving the vision of Pastor Stephen and Zai so that we mm -hmm. can be a part of helping people's marriage story. And it is amazing yeah. that our greatest misery, mm -hmm. I'm telling about our greatest misery for 15 years yeah. is now an amazing ministry that God is using to help people. And I love the fact that like you 
you embody this and, and that scripture in Genesis. I love how you, how you, how you say this. And oh, if you can I love this it, out, yes. That'd be amazing. Uh, Genesis 50, 20 says, you intended to harm me, but yes. God intended it all for good. He brought me to this position so I could save the lives of many people. And what I love about this scripture is that it just reminded me when I was several years into my sobriety journey and in my recovery, as we were, we were working our yeah. program of recovery, the Lord showed me that like literally what could have killed me. Wow. What was the enemy meant to kill us in our relationship, God was gonna use to help inspire others that they could also engage in recovery. Yeah. Reframe the shame of their past. Reframe the shame of the, wow. the current state of their marriage situation, whether there's emotional unhealth, infidelity, yeah. um, there's whatever issue with intimacy you may have. You're going through challenges of uh, the, the grief and things that you don't know how to deal with like we did that led to addiction. Yeah. God didn't give up on us. Wow. And we didn't give up on each other. And now you're 150 pounds lighter because you uh -huh. embarked on your My recovery journey. My journey of recovery from anger and food addiction. That's and, right. And here's the thing, like, like we all will medicate with something. Something. And I love the fact that on the other side of this, mm -hmm. we've replaced that medicating with something that is not eternal with the Holy Spirit. That's right. With the power of God's yeah. love. Mm -hmm. And I just want to say this life point. I don't know where your marriage is. Yeah. If you're single, I don't know what your thought is about love and about taking, maybe you, man, I'm just out on that. I don't want that. I don't mm -hmm. want to be in proximity with someone who's going to judge me. I don't know where you are, but we are a living, breathing, walking, talking testimony mm -hmm. that God can turn our pain into purpose. Yeah. And our dysfunction is now a part of destiny and helping other couples and people just like you yeah. to say, man, we can have a marriage of love, laughter, and longevity. Mm -hmm. And I just want to encourage you this. I can't believe that two now equals one. Yeah. And that is our ministry now. We would love for you to jump on our website, follow us at twoequalsone.com. But I, I, here's what I want to do, because that's going to help you walk out your story. Mm -hmm. But before that, we want to pray for you, because we believe that God has an anointing. Mm -hmm. And that anointing can transfer through this computer, through these, you know, internet site. It can meet you right where you are right now listening to this. Mm -hmm. And we want to pray for you. And we believe that your best days are ahead yes. and your marriage and your worst days are behind. Would you pray? Yes. Father, we thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Can you hold my hand? Yeah, Thanks, sure. babe. Father, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for that you're working in the lives of all of the listeners of this message. Yes, God, the, your, may your Holy Spirit just strengthen unions. Yes. God, help us to see things that we haven't seen that are holding us back yes, from freedom. Jesus. And Father, we just pray that for a willingness to grow, a willingness for couples to do the work it takes yes. to be, have the healthy marriage, the healthy relationships that they so desire. Father, we trust you, we love you, and we thank you for a process yes, and that your Holy Spirit is with us all along the way. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. LifePoint, we have enjoyed being with you. Yeah. Uh, and we, we are believing God for your, I believe the, your best days are ahead of you in your marriage and your worst days are behind. We want to thank you uh, for listening to us. We want to Absolutely, again, honor your amazing pastors, yes. Daniel and Tammy Floyd and their entire family. We love you and we can't wait to be with you in the future. God bless you. We'll see you later. Hey, we hope today's message spoke to your situation and was helpful to your life. If you haven't yet, make sure you subscribe to the channel. We're posting new content every week. And also, if you'd like to partner with us financially, you can click the link below. You know, it's thanks to the generosity of people like you 
that we're able to meet the needs of people all over the world. So thank you for making a difference and helping deliver this message to the people that need it most. And thanks for joining us today. We look forward to seeing you soon.